ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks and Orange Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey, and with me, as always, we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin, famous, of course, for his flannel and his sad boy thoughts. How are you today? All right. You know, when you're a sad boy, there's a bit of a uh, bit of a ceiling <laughs> on uh, how well you can be doing. But I'm pretty near that. So we're doing good today. We're doing good today. Excellent. Excellent. We're actually checking in. I am from scenic Old Salem in North Carolina which is a kind of a historic preservation site. If you're up in New England, not on like Old Mystic or um, one of those similar seventeen late 1700s, early 1800s preservation mini towns. But uh, the only reason I mention it, that's ahead of a differing mic quality, is actually they have a very interesting uh, gunsmithing component of what they do. Some of the stuff here, it's a lot of, um, I don't know how many people not from the southeast will be familiar with the moravians but they had some master tradesmen here and some of the stuff they have on display is just it's just unreal it's so cool (laughs) oh yeah i love that place speaking of winston-salem so i got the oddest like series of emails yesterday from winston-salem's minor league baseball team the disc i was about to ask if this was disco turkeys related actually oh so a uh, different minor league team. Oh, um, so the main minor league team they have is the Winston Salem Dash, and oh, one of okay. the main reasons they were called the Dash was because when you spell out Winston Salem, Winston Dash Salem, Salem. Yes. However, I got an email that they were meeting with the um, the mayor and like they're having a hearing about whether. The Winston-Salem, you know, dash is actually a dash or if it was a hyphen. Oh, my God. They decided that it is grammatically correct to say that Winston-Salem is separated with a hyphen. So um, I think it was like a whole tongue-in-cheek thing because they already had promotional material ready. Like they're doing like a one, I think, where they're calling themselves the Winston-Salem hyphens. Oh, my God. Uh, But without knowing that, it was a little... uh, it was a little jarring, not going to lie. Yes, that's incredible. Yeah, still not as good as the Disco Turkeys or the Winston-Salem Warhogs, but... Nothing will ever be better than the Disco Turkeys. Yeah. That was some some kindergartner won their, their class reading contest and then dreamed that up, I have to believe. Yeah, definitely... <laughs> If you're listening to this, definitely go check out the uh, Disco Turkeys baseball team. Some cool uniforms, great apparel, stuff like that. Pretty cool. Yes. So what are we talking about this week, Joey? All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the NRAA meetings, the NRA annual meetings. I've got Drew's actually done some homework on um, some of the releases from that event there's a couple of which i was aware of already a couple of which i wasn't and then i've got one i want to add in as well 
pretty excited to talk about it. There's some normally you kind of reserve this kind of thing for shot show, but there was a pretty decent rollout of products far in excess of what I would expect in proportion to what we saw at shot show. So mm-hmm. fun to ex- excited to, to share some of that info with you guys. Before we do that, I think we have a shout out, don't we? Uh, no shout out, but we did have a winner for Drew's Clues. Oh, let's go. So last week, the answer was the Benelli M4, and we had a winner. His name is Robert Fisk, and he said, I love the podcast and cool information you guys put out. Been listening for a handful of months now and just recently started my associates at SDI. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Robert. We claim credit for your being at this school, in case you ever wonder. Yeah. Um, that's us right now, and we appreciate you listening for more than an episode or two. That seems kind of you know foolish to me, but without people like you, we wouldn't get to keep doing what we do. And congratulations on your trivia. I saw a at least one attempt at the supplemental trivia question. Yes. Um, and I will give you the answer now because no one got it. That is Battletech, the 2018 tactical turn-based video game rendition of the, uh, the Paradox and Harebrain Scheme game based off of the absolute megastar tabletop game from the 80s and 90s. Personal favorite of mine, and the only thing I know of, that's Argo. So thank you guys for, for putting in some some questions for that. And if you haven't checked that game out, here I am stomping for five-year-old video games. Check out Battletech from Airbrain Schemes. It's on Game Pass, if you have that. Or at least it was last time I checked. Nice. And no one got the um, Academy Award that Ben Affleck won for directing. Was his movie Argo. So, you know. Dang. Dang. We have some wonderful listeners, but their Argo-based trivia is lacking. That's all I'm going to say right now. Well, you know, that's why we do the podcast. We want to con- continually educate. Uh, yes, this is a this is definitely a mission-driven podcast. Yes. <laughs> so what do we got this week for Drew's Clues? Yeah, so this American-made foldable pistol-caliber carbine, though due to its length it's technically a rifle, comes in two different calibers, 9 mil and 40 Smith & Wesson. It was recently described by Brandon Herrera as, quote, 9mm plastic foldy boy. Yeah, this is a quintessential PCC. And uh, last week's answer, I think I forgot to mention, is the Benelli M4, which is delightful. So if you think you know, hop on to our comment thread on any of the social media channels we publish us on, or our YouTube page, or email marketing at sdi.edu. We do monitor that and see if you can send your answer in. And if you do, we will send you free stuff, or Drew will. Yeah, just make sure you're the first one to send it in. Um, yes. There is a lot to talk about from NRA. But before we get into that, let's talk about Sonoran Desert Institute. SDI yes. is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. <laughs> SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, otherwise known as the DEAC, and currently we offer two programs in firearms technology. That would be the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology, so a 
you know, associate's degree program and the certificate in firearms technology gunsmithing. If you want to learn more about those different programs, please head to our website. It's www.sdi.edu. If you have any questions, please be sure to reach out to um, someone on our admissions team. Got some lovely people over there, and they would love to talk to you about how you can get your start in the firearms tech industry. They really would. All right, let's get into our recap. I am in a public space, so I'm going to roll out the one that I found that's not on this list. But before we do that, oh, I I should have qualified that. I'm going to say that on the front end of things, just in case this place gets overrun and y'all can't hear me anymore. It's pretty mild right now, though, so probably won't be a problem. Anyway, what is the NRA annual meetings for for those who might not be aware? It's the National Restaurant Show. Um, Yes. Takes place uh, May 20th through 23rd, 2023 in Chicago, Illinois. Yes. Uh, Norden (laughs) Ramsey's ass association meetings yeah sounds about right yeah i got it yeah yeah welcome to the ass association (laughs) no so we're um we're talking about the national rifle association this was their 152nd annual meeting i believe this year it was april 14th through 16th and it was in indianapolis of all places. I hear that's a pretty popular place for uh, conventions and stuff like that. I have too. I've never been. I'd really like to go. For the restaurant game is pretty much impeccable. Mm-hmm. That's actually where um, my sister got proposed to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it's not too bad of a place, but um, you kind of alluded to it before. Normally we expect a lot of these big announcements about product releases and stuff at SHOT Show. And while there were a decent amount at SHOT Show this year, I was really surprised that it seemed like a big bulk of them came at NRA this year. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. And we have, like, there's a lot of quirky things that rolled out in this one mm. um, that uh, is something you would expect to see at SHOT Show as as one of those, like, new gizmos or inventions or what have you. So for SHOT Show, I would normally expect to see something like this quirky gun that uh, I saw and am planning on writing about either today or tomorrow. This is the EE or the EAA, the European American Armory Corporation's Gerson MC14T. Did you see this one when you were looking around? I did not. I Dude, just it, typed it in. That is it's weird. Um pretty wacky. It is. Yeah. So NRA is American Rifleman. I'm just gonna read their description straight. And then just kind of talk about what's going on. So many of today's manufacturers are looking for ways to reduce the force required to rack a handgun slide, making them more accessible to those with weaker hand strength. The European American Armory Corporation decided to eliminate racking completely. I added completely from the equation entirely with the MC-14T inspired by the tip up barrel design of the Beretta 86. The MC-14T incorporates a lever on the right side of the frame just above the trigger guard. Simply push the lever and the barrel pivots open. You drop in around, push the barrel down until it snaps shut and the gun is loaded. Chamber, so like, yes, that is a thing. <laughs> um, I've seen it before in comically micro compact Berettas. If you, I think I've seen it in the 22 
or basically you just pop the barrel up, stick around in like you would a, a break open shotgun or rifle, that kind of thing. This, however, has a 13 round capacity. It's four and a half inch barrel. This isn't a, um, I mean, it's not a huge gun, but it's, it's a proper firearm. And it is all metal and only 22 and 0.4 ounces unloaded. The MSRP is only $498. One of the nice things about EAA is uh, they are cheap. I should say they are affordable. A lot of their stuff is pretty well made. So that was, I saw that and I was like, what in the world am I looking at right now? Yeah. Yeah. You could have given me about like a thousand guesses and I don't know if that's what I would have guessed. You yeah. Let me talking about. Curious, how does it have a uh, 13 plus one capacity? Honestly, I do not know. When we're done here tonight, when I'm doing a little bit of research on it, I might want to, like, when we have time, we've got a pretty pretty full plate over the next few weeks. But I think it would be really fun to um, go through some videos of this and kind of explain the operation in maybe a standalone podcast and see see what we can learn. Because this kind of thing... <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to like redefine the face of of the handgun market. Sure, but things like this are a significant enough divergence that they merit exploring. I think for sure. Hmm. Yeah, that that was wild. Um, yeah. All right, folks. I am actually about to leave this recording a little bit early. Drew is going to take the helm as he frequently does. Old Salem is. Uh, very popular and in about i don't know two minutes you will hear nothing but the general public and there's there's no way i can i can get around that at the moment so thank you guys for your patience as always check out that uh that gun we were just talking about and then enjoy the rest of drew's coverage of the nra annual meetings thanks joey all right so we uh we think joey out in the field today so for a lot of what we're talking about today, for the rest of today, I didn't want to go into too much detail, one, because I definitely want to encourage you guys to check it out for yourselves. Again, all this that I'm reporting to you guys is stuff I, I had to research. I wasn't able to go to NRA myself, so I definitely encourage you guys to check it out for yourselves, formulate your own opinions. It's going to be kind of more of a broad sweep over the, the stuff if you want to find out more. Y'all know how Google works. So let's start with SIG. First up, SIG had a couple uh, a couple paint jobs that they showed off. They have the six-hour Robin's Egg P365-380. So how originally it was black on black, the color scheme. Now it's this like Easter bunny blue. That's how I would describe it, Easter bunny blue and nickel. Not my favorite thing in the world, but you know if that's something you're into. And they kind of did the reverse for the uh, P320 Spectre Comp. They released the P320 Spectre Comp Blackout, which is basically where they removed all the gold accents that were on the Spectre Comp and made it all black. But SIG wasn't done. SIG also had an update to their cross-series rifles. Basically, they kept the same receiver in stock, but they changed a lot of other stuff on it. And this particular model called the Sig Cross STX has an extended free float M-lock handguard with full length 20 MOA top rail rather than the short rail seen on the Legacy Cross. 
has a new 20-inch heavy barrel equipped with SLH, SLX, suppressor-ready flash hider, and it comes in 308 Winchester and 6.5 Creedmoor. This bad boy is going to cost you around $2,600, and again, that was the SIG Cross STX. And finally, SIG also released the Romeo M17 Micro Red Dot. It was designed specifically for use on the U.S. Army's M17 and M18 modular handgun system pistols. These are mil-spec, so that's really cool. And apparently they were built to take a lot of abuse. For example, they claim that it is submersible to depths up to 35 meters. Now, why you would want to have your red dot 35 meters underwater is anybody's guess. But um, just so you know, if that's, you know, if that's the way you roll... You got a red dot for you. So it also has a side-mounted CR2032 battery compartment with a threaded battery cap. So basically it helps you change your battery a lot quicker and you don't have to worry about removing the optic to change your battery. So that's nice. And finally, it has a continuous runtime of 50,000 hours and 15 different brightness settings for both daylight and night vision use. And it the MSRP on that is $809.99. So that was what was happening at SIG. Now let's go over to um, sort of an American legacy brand. Let's go over to uh, Henry Repeating Arms. The big thing for them was the Henry Big Boy line. So this was Henry's first foray into wheel guns. So that's very, very exciting for them. And so it's offered in two models. The Henry Big Boy one has a square style grip, like a square gunfighter style grip is what they call it. And the other has a rounded compact bird's head style grip. So whatever you prefer on that front, they can kind of accommodate. Both come in 357 Magnum and 38 Special. The grip, uh, the panels on the grip are made out of American walnut and According to guns.com, they say using a double action, single action format, a transfer bar safety keeps the firing pin from striking a load chamber unless the hammer is cocked back and the trigger is squeezed. So the Henry Big Boy, its MSRP currently is $928. $928. Henry also, they partnered with Remington Ammunition. So this was something that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. And I'm not sure why, but Remington uh, released a new cartridge earlier this year. Is um, the 360 Buckhammer, and they made it. At least I'm assuming they did in response to the fact that recently several states that previously had shotgun only for big game hunting loosened their restrictions, thus allowing hunters to use straight wall cartridges and centerfire calibers. So now with this new cartridge coming out, Henry has reacted by uh, creating the Henry Steel Lever Action 360 Buck Hammer and the Henry Lever Action X Model 360 Buck Hammer. So both both are relatively the same as far as their metal finish and capacity goes. But according to Henry, quote, the differences between the two models are most notable with the furniture. The X model variant sports durable black synthetic stocks with M-lock and Picatinny accessory slots. 
while the steel lever action version uses checkered American walnut. Other differences include 58 by 24 threaded barrel and fiber optic sights on the X model version. MSRP is $1,057 for the steel lever action 360 buck hammer and $1,091 for the lever action X model 360 buck hammer, unquote. So, you know, if you're wanting sort of that classic Henry lever action, I say go check out the Henry Steel lever action 360 buck hammer. And um, if you're more into, you know, the modern style of uh, rifle, um, or if you're if you're more into that modern style of firearm, as far as uh, aesthetic goes, I say check out the uh, the lever action X model. On a related note, Winchester, you know, we talked about Remington. Let's uh, mention Winchester. They announced the 400 Legend. So back in 2019, they released the 350 Legend. And according to Winchester, a number of gun makers, including Mossberg, Ruger, Savage, Arms, Winchester, repeating arms and CMMG are planning to introduce rifles chambered in this round, referring to the 400 legend in the coming weeks. So keep our eye out on that. seems like it's an interesting time for hunting cartridges. Let's go ahead and talk about Ruger next. So we had mentioned, I want to say it was a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how Ruger has been resurrecting classic Marlin firearms. Well, they're going to be selling the model 336. They brought that back. You know, caliber for that is 3030 Winchester. Its capacity is six plus one. It's got a American black walnut stock. And reading directly from the Marlin website, quote, improved manufacturing processes create tight tolerances, resulting in a reliable, attractive rifle. Resulting in a reliable, attractive rifle. Multi-layer quality control procedures, including daily function and accuracy audits and multiple inspections, result in a high-quality product. Uh, the suggested retail for that is $1,239. They also released the Super Wrangler. Uh, that's under the Ruger name. So it's a single-action six-shooter. According to Guns.com, compared to the uh, Wrangler, which you know they had already released... The Super Wrangler has a better target style sights and a longer barrel. Also, the standard 22LR only Wrangler has a 4.62 inch barrel and fixed sights, while the new Super Wrangler ships with two different cylinders to allow either 22 long rifle or 22 Magnum. It comes in black, silver, and bronze Cerakotes. And um, again, since this is a single action six shooter, this one's only going to run you about. 329 so not too bad real quick uh let's talk about springfield they released a nine millimeter pcc otherwise known as a pistol caliber carbine call it the saint victor and this uses cult pattern smg stick mags it's got direct blowback 16 inch barrel springfield also um they followed in six steps they put a fresh coat of paint on some of their uh so their firearms. So the 5.56 NATO AR models that Springfield has, they released three different colors for that. So they have one called Olive Drab Green, which, you know, we've talked about, we were talking about green guns a couple weeks ago. This one actually looks green. So that is good. 
They have one that's gray, and they have one that is called Flat Dark Earth. I can't say I'm a big fan of it, personally, but again, check it out yourself. See if that's something that you like. If you like Flat Dark Earth, you'll be happy to know that they also released a Flat Dark Earth version of the XDM Elite line. So, um, yeah, that's your thing. Then it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good show for you. Real quick, Stoger is moving into the uh, micro compact market. They released the SDR Nine MC, and I think I mentioned Stoger on Drew's Clues before. I think that. I think it was maybe the SCR9 that I brought up. But they're moving into the micro-compact market. can't remember who I was talking to, but it was something that I respected their opinion a lot. And they're actually a big fan of Stoger. So if you're not familiar with them, you know, I say go check them out. If you have the chance to fire one, or if you have fired one, please, I'd love to get your opinion on it. But for this new micro-compact, they have a standard version and an optics-ready version available. It comes with a 10-round and 13-round magazine, and the MSRP is ranging from $399 to $479, depending on whether or not you want the optics-ready version. And to finish out this brief roundup from NRA, I wanted to head over to FN. I don't talk about FN much. We've brought them up a couple times on the podcast, but... um. I was pretty impressed with some of their offerings at this year's show. I think for me, they're kind of the one that caught my eye the most. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about them now. So, um, you know, we talked about the Stoger, uh, the SDR9MC. FN also released their micro compact. It's called the uh, FN Reflex. Coleon Nar, he has a really good video on it. But if you watched his video, it kind of pokes fun at the name. He says it's a little cheesy. I tend to agree. So I wasn't expecting much when I um I clicked on it to find out more about it. I have to say though, I'm pretty intrigued. So this is FN's first micro compact double stack nine millimeter pistol. Um, it's actually smaller than the uh, 509 compact. What's surprising to me, and I think what caught my eye was, you look at it. And you don't realize it actually has a uh, internalized hammer. So it's actually a hammered fired rather than a striker fired semi-automatic. And what it's done, it's made the, um, apparently it's made the trigger insanely smooth. Again, Colyol and Nahar has a uh, video where he actually fires it and he, you know, talks about it. He was a fan of it, uh, even if he did clown on the name. Uh, so definitely check out his video on that. MSRP on the reflex is 599 to 659 that's depending on whether you want like a optics ready version or not but no I, I think uh i think as far as firearms that caught my eye the most from nra i'd have to say maybe it was the reflex uh but fn wasn't done yet either they released the fn 15 guardian which is a rifle and uh, this thing is chock full of you know, spec parts. So if that's, you know, if you're, you put a high priority on that sort of thing, FN's got you covered. For me, one aspect of it that I really liked was the ad stippling on the magazine and the grip. I thought that was pretty dope. And um, the MSRP on this one is $9.99. It's expected to sell for around $8.99. Again, go to FN's website to uh, find more details out. And um, 
yeah, I think we'll stop there. I think we covered a lot of the bigger ones. Again, you know, other people have talked about some of the other you know releases from NRA, but those were kind of just the uh, ones that we wanted to cover in this brief recap episode. And with that, let's go ahead and do some tales from the range. Uh, this one's from the highroad.com as you know, as is tradition. And this is from user PWC. It says a long time ago, I was shooting 22s at rats at the dump. Uh, there was an old console TV. Uh, we shot at the picture tube, but it didn't break. But we heard ricochets. It seemed to come back at us. So we checked and we found out the early picture tubes. For you people that are um, that are under the age of 200, a picture tube is like an old square TV. So uh, they checked out the TV, found out that uh, those early TVs, they had a metal bell, which focused our shots back at us. We were young once and stupid, but it's proof that God watches over idiots. Very, very happy that uh, no one was hurt, especially since they were kids back in the day. But um, yeah, just be careful. Once again, I feel like that's kind of the uh, moral of the story with all of these tales from the ranges. Just be careful because, uh, well, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're a uh, listener. And if you're a frequent listener, that means you're part of the Gunwreck Mafia. And uh, the way I see it is the bigger, the better. We want to keep the Gunwreck Mafia big. We want to keep it safe. Yeah, just be careful out there, guys. Anyway, that is it for this week's episode of the gun rack. However, we've been teasing it for weeks, but it's coming to fruition. Guys, we are so freaking excited to uh, share with you the 2023 SDI firearms draft. We've been talking about it for weeks. Most of you are aware at this point, but uh, again, it's maybe one of the favorite, one of my favorite things we've ever been able to do on the podcast. Again, this year's a little bit bigger than last, a little bit better, I would say. And we've got plenty of surprise picks already in. So can't wait to go over those with y'all next week. So yeah, just stay tuned. Uh, and until then, have fun, stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.